talk with me and Sam. Roof talk with me and Sam. City women getting with it. Up high. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It is Sam. And Mia. And I'm Nicole. And welcome to Roof Talk. We are back for episode three. Oh my god. And today we have someone who is like very near and dear to me um, with us. And her name's Nicole DeRue. Hi! (laughs) I thought it would be awesome to have Nicole on because our second episode, if you haven't listened yet, I would definitely suggest going back and listening to our first two episodes. Our second episode features Mia's best friend, Maggie. That we is, love a literary queen. We literally love a literary <laughs> queen. There you go. And Maggie is like Mia's closest girlfriend who has become a great girlfriend of mine. And in this pandemic, it's been nice to kind of mesh friends in a safe way. And I kind of feel like if, if I was to contribute like my Maggie to the podcast, it yeah. would be Nicole because yeah. Nicole has now hung out with Mia a couple times. Yeah. We all know enough about each other's lives to like socialize and have fun. So we're <laughs> drinking a tequila mule. Yes, with mezcal. Yes, honey. Tequila oh, right. mezcal mule. Yes, honeys. That is my go-to drink order at a bar if it's like... If it's like a nice cocktail bar, mm-hmm. not, yeah. not like a, a party. We do party like a bar. good meal. What do you do at a party? Tequila shots. Yes. That's the way I go. It's like, she's, a, she's a queen. Sam just knows how it goes. Because on tour, that's what, I, well, that's what I do. Totally. It's the most casual totally. thing for you. Like, it's it's so casual. Like And like, Mia and I are very much on the same page drink-wise. I'm scared of shots. I yeah. really am. I'm scared of them. My, my dad used to tell me stories about my grandmother, my like very Greek grandmother, <laughs> who when they did shots of ouzo, she would like talk to the bartender and get them to give her shots of water, and she would take them, and and pretend like she was taking all these ouzo shots and get brilliant. the guys just hammered, and oh she was God. completely sober. It's actually, brilliant. Yeah, she was she was badass. <laughs> so I know Peanut from tour. Well, I want to talk about you first. Okay. <laughs> So I think I think the coolest thing about you is that you are a brilliant artist, but you are so fucking educated. Can you like run us through the trajectory of your adolescent educational yeah. life real quick? Just adolescent. Like, just like high school to college oh. to where you got how you got to where you are now. Yeah. I mean in high school high school was regular. I was a dancer from three till graduating high school, did competition dance and whatever. I went to Drexel University initially intending to do physical therapy as a dance major oh, and then sick. i just realized that i was able to do the same amount of dancing as a business major at, you know i could do it at the same time like right. i could still choreograph and dance and take all these classes and perform but like get a degree in business and i have an interest in fashion so that's what i studied i studied business and fashion merchandising literally l woods yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so, that's such a cool cocktail of things yeah i mean i was working part-time at a retail store i was dancing like however many hours i could possibly dance in a week and i was so was there wait so there there was like a dance team or like how did that work in college it's a like a scholarship course so there are dance majors there are dance minors and then there are people who are in the scholarship program so i just did the scholarship program but they do essentially the same amount of dancing as dance majors but the dance majors had more requirements when it comes to like um the rest of your classes sure. so 
Whereas this was kind of almost like an elective that gave you the same... Take what you need. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you don't need to be studying like Horton technique. Yeah. You know? I was just like, I think if there's something that I'm passionate about elsewhere, I'd rather like study that. Of course. So that's what I did. I've, I've worked in the fashion industry um, as a marketing and sales person for like a, a big company. I worked at um, Global Brands, which is like housed in the Empire State Building. So I worked there oh. for six months and... Honestly, that was the reason why I was like, I want to pursue dance professionally because I worked there and I was like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, I just couldn't sit at a desk. I was like, I can't sit mm. here and like pursue this at 21 when like my physical body is capable of pursuing dance and I have so much passion and drive. Like, I have to put my whole yeah. heart in that and like business can wait. <laughs> if I can yeah. do that, I can go back for an MBA. I can work in business later on. But dance is a is a time sensitive thing. Totally. So now is the time. And yeah. What's cool is I think it's fascinating that you're like I was so pa I'm very passionate about fashion. Absolutely. And then like you went and you got a job at like this great place, mm -hmm. and you're like working in the Empire State Building, which like that's fierce. And yes. then you're like I don't like it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I mean, my boss was literally Devil Wears Prada, like Miranda intense. Priestley. Oh, she was intense. She was kind of mean, but you know, she was a female boss. I, I kind of wanted to talk about that with you guys. Cause I'm like, I've only ever worked for women. The last time I worked for a man or a male boss, um, was my first job at Staples. So every other job I worked at South Moon under Aloe global brands, and even like our director in Hamilton, she's a, she's a woman. So totally. I've only ever really mm -hmm. worked for women. And I just think that that's really cool. So Terry, my boss at global brands as, as tough as she was like, Everyone else in the office would look at me and be like, Nicole, if you can assist. Oh, and my boss now. My boss um, for interior design. Another mm -hmm. fierce woman. Yeah. But let's take a pause and just talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Nicole. We were having a happy hour on FaceTime in like November. And I was like, so what are you doing? Like, I'm like looking for jobs. But I don't know what to do. And Nicole's over here like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I must have forgotten to tell you that I got a job assisting an interior designer and so, I was like so casual I was like not the nonchalant again <laughs> the casualty of it what? you were like you know I'm like making spreadsheets and like that stuff like I I looked into maybe pursuing interior design but it was a little involved and I was like I'm not fully like pivoting career paths yet so yeah. I'm not gonna do that yet but like you know you were like this is stuff that I went to college for it's literally like organizing spreadsheets right like you know scheduling things for her like being professional at showings and mm -hmm. like showing up and like buying things in a way it's probably similar to like the fashion like mm -hmm. merchandising stuff that you were doing just with a different product product it yeah. absolutely is and like like with the boss I was working for in the fashion industry like she was so tough on me that everyone was just like, Nicole, if you can work for Terry, like you can work for anybody. Totally. And then now the things that I do for Jen, it's so similar. And I'm just like, I'm very capable of mm -hmm. managing everything you need to throw at me. Cause like yeah. sometimes it's chaos and she's just like, she just throws chaos at me and I'm just like, we got this, we're going to be fine. That's amazing. So that's how, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Like you're just like, I think it's so fascinating. Like, cause you're such a beautiful dancer, obviously. And like, yeah. You're a beautiful dancer. <laughs> and also, like, is, like, you, like she's, like, taking voice lessons. You can sing your ass off. Like, you, like, you kind of found your way into the theater. No, but. <laughs> Y'all can't see, face. but she's making a <laughs> She It looked like she just, like, put, like, a, like a warhead in her mouth. It, it, you went to school for business. Mm -hmm. You pursued dancing professionally and mm -hmm. found your way 
in the theater world from Hamilton and yeah. like then we're like wait I'm actually really good at this so like I think it's just fascinating that like I think for both me and I and even our paths are very different which we talked so about before yeah. but like you know like we both went to school and got BFAs and went to like very concentrated theater schools mm-hmm. and like yeah. graduated we were like this is what we're gonna do and you were kind of like mm, I actually am good at this I'm gonna go do this I'll be in a sorority, I'll do Greek life, I'll then graduate and do, like, pro-sem at BDC, Mm -hmm. and then, like, found your way. Yeah, I do know. She knows. I'm obsessed with you. She did her research. (laughs) Well, and what's interesting about that is that I almost did a totally different, like, thing in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Like, I was either going to go to a school for musical theater, or I was going to go to UT and do something with business. Because I was a nerd in high school. Like, all AP is that whole thing. I never went to a house party. Like, anyone listening from high school, like, yes, I was lame. <laughs> and I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. I had a great time. Anyway. Yeah, we're um, here for it. We're here for it. But I wasn't quite sure that I wanted to go to school. I don't even know if we've ever talked about this. I wasn't quite sure that I knew that musical theater was, like, what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, doing it all the time, and people around me were like, so this is what you're doing next. This being spoon right? So you. Yeah, so so what schools are you auditioning for? Mm. So are you doing unifieds? And I was kind of... And, and my family doesn't really know a lot about musical theater. Like, they've learned it through me. Mm-hmm. So they weren't able to be like, you should do this or that. They were just supportive, which I'm very, I'm very, very thankful for that. But there was a time in my life I got to school freshman year and I was like, did I fuck up? Like, did I fuck up not being able to be in a sorority and have that be normal? Mm. It just, it was such a different focus for me that like oftentimes I wonder what it would have been like if I had studied something else in school. Well, after like going to, and you probably feel the same way, going to school for musical theater actually prepares you to pursue anything. It does. You, I believe that. You have to it learn does. how to be very adaptable and malleable to everything around you. Yeah. But when you're in the line of fire, like when you were like in it, it's so pinpointed at such a specific future. It's a niche goal. Yeah, it's like you're going to graduate, you're going to be on Broadway, you're going to work your way <laughs> right. up, you're not going to stop working, you're going to exhaust yourself actually, and that that's success and that's what you're working towards. Right. So it's hard and like some of my friends who have actually changed career paths have gone through like a crazy existential crisis of sure. being like, well, my, I've, I have loans and like I've, this is my whole life. <laughs> right. Like I've taken out all this money to go to theater school. Cause like, I thought that was what I was supposed to be doing. And like, now I want to do something else and I'm guilt. I feel guilty for wanting to do something else. Mm, totally. Whereas like, I feel like it's kind of the opposite when you, if you have the opportunity and are passionate about something else to go, to go and study that, then it's kind of like, you know, like you had the freedom to be, and I'm sure struggles came with that as well, but like you kind of had the freedom to be like, oh, I got this job, but I'm not really happy. You know what? I have this thing that I'm really passionate about. I chose to continue training in it. Right. I wonder what is there for me. It does give you that kind of perspective, but I would say that the challenging part is leaving school and knowing what you guys know about auditioning. Cause like I left school and I signed with my agent, like, the month that I graduated and then I was just like out there they were like okay you're going to auditions and I was like I don't I they were like I I went to my first audition and this is a story that I tell people because I just think it's so embarrassing I'm so ready ready. I go to my first audition and I hadn't even had one voice lesson so I prepared with my mom and it said bring your book of music and I was like what's a 
<laughs> I'm not kidding. Is it is it a book called The Book of Music? Like, Do you want to know what I Amazon Prime it? Can you Amazon Prime it? You want to know what I brought? I brought like oh. the full sheet music of the entire musical of My Fair Lady. <laughs> my mom's piano bench. That's what I brought. So I'm sitting in this I'm sitting in this studio waiting to audition and I see people with their their fresh shiny binders and their headshots. Oh god, and their fucking 16 bar cuts. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. The laminated insert. The non-glare. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there with nothing on my lap because I'm like, this thing's in my bag and I'm not pulling it out until I go. Until I step in the room, nobody will see this this book. So I pull it out set it down on the piano I feel like such a fool and I just like have no idea how to audition I couldn't find my notes and like the people behind the table are looking at me really confused <laughs> because I can't find the notes I know it I'm singing it and I know I'm not on the notes and they're looking at me like so like, is this a choice <laughs> wait can I can I ask are we allowed to know what this audition was for it was for an Arizona like regional production of the music man Oh. So my fair lady is like a good. I mean, yeah, like good, good choice. choice. I could have danced, is what the, I'm saying. It's in the right canon of you music. Re- you really could have danced all night. <laughs> Eventually, I found the notes. Eventually, I did, and they looked up from their little clipboards and they were like, "Ah, okay, okay, okay." And then at the end of it, I'm standing there, and they're like, "Okay, we're just gonna like think about it for a second, and I just stand there. Not that. I You're wait there, right <laughs> in front of them. I wait there. For probably like 15 to 20 seconds, they're like, oh, you can wait outside. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. When I run out, like, terrible. I got a call back, though. Well, if I was behind the table and I had seen 300 girls sing the same song over and over and walk in with, like, the same dress on, which, like, Perfect. that used to be me. me too. I had, like, the, the curls. I was ready. Jewel tone dress. Like, for you to come in and be like, hi, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. <laughs> and, like, I... I, I could probably do the show. My notes might be there. I know you watch me dance. I know that I'm an incredible dancer. And, like, this is who I am. That's such a breath of fresh air. Of course you got a call back. Like, Absolutely. You want to know how fast I went to Staples, though? <laughs> like, I, I left this place and I ran to Staples. And I was like, do you have a white binder? Do you have a white binder? <laughs> and how fast can you print a headshot? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Wait. Ran. I just want to go on a quick tangent about books really quick. So I had a, first of all, I had a book in college that had like 80 songs in it. I knew half of them. That, that is the moment. Yeah. I was like, I was like, like, I should put this in my book. You're never prepared to sing it. Or like, you know, I had, had, well, I had like, we had like, you know, vocal, vocal interpretation class or like vocal coaching class. And like we would do different units and then I would finish the unit and I'd be like, well, I'll just put this song in my book. If they ever ask for like a fifties rock song, I've got, you know, fucking stupid Cupid in my book. Cool. And Stupid Cupid in the style of Mandy Moore yeah, in Princess Diaries. Exactly. Fully choreographed. <laughs> the same song that got me Hamilton, got me Head Over Heels, got me Bliss, and then I have a soprano song. Because Isn't that what you need? You just need, like, a killer one for, like, yep. each. That's that's because my book at the moment. You, I have, like, one think, good one. <laughs> if they want to hear something specific, usually they send you a packet. Or, like, they'll send you a very specific, be like, we, we want this genre this this artist, this composer, whatever. So I have like a book that has two songs in it and like a crusty headshot from my senior year of college. So I went to go get my first dose of the COVID vaccine. And I like, you know, I wanted to make sure that I had all my stuff. So I had like a sublease agreement. I had like all my letters of employment. I had my, my appointment number and I took everything out of my book. 
and put all my stuff in my audition book. So I roll up and I'm like standing outside of the high school like this with my book. With your book. And it literally, I was like, if I could just, I mean, like if you put a side by side photo of like me in college to me now, it's the same thing, <laughs> except for instead of going in to sing, I could have danced all night, I'm going in to get my COVID vaccine. I'm like, hi, do you want to see my documentation? Oh my. I'm like, I feel like the weird thing about the whole book situation and like all these unspoken rules about this business it's so like inaccessible and it's so frustrating because like you shouldn't need to have even 10 songs in your book if we're if we're being real like they can hear the potential in your voice they can you know they can ask for something if they want to ask to bring you back for something they can ask for that so you can have time to prepare it but the the notion that like you have to be prepared for every single sub niche of song that they could ask you for at the drop of a hat it's just I don't know it just feels a little like I'm trying to play by the rules so hard mm -hmm. and if you don't play by the rules you don't even get a chance it's interesting because we have three different perspectives of, yeah, of yeah. auditioners right here because yeah, like true. you are you are like you would classify yourself as like I I sing dance and act but like I am here to sing for you like right, right. because that that's like that's it's what you leave with that's right. like what you walk in with first Nicole walks in I'm a dancer first mm -hmm. I can sing if you need me to yes, like I right. have like but like and then like I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle but yes. I also like have a complex about everything I do so right. I think it's especially and I, I want to hear your thoughts when you're in an audition room and they start flipping through your book when the piano yeah. starts singing. because for me it's like I know that unless I'm auditioning for a show where you're actively looking at me to understudy I know that you've called me back from the dance call and you hear one note come out of my mouth and you know whether I can sing or not totally. well enough to be in the dancing ensemble which nine times out of ten is what you're seeing me for totally. so what do you mean you need me to sing five songs like it's very clear mm, yeah. that I'm good enough or not I've passed the the initial the, the initial cut know what my voice type is no matter what style I'm singing right. my voice is my voice like right. I might be able to give you different genres kind of but like I sound the same I have I have my voice like, actually puts it into perspective every job I've gotten has been a very easy process in terms of like books or like material that I sing mm -hmm. like it's literally been either I sing the song from the show first yep and and it's just like an instant connect mm -hmm. or I come in multiple times and sing the song again and again just for different people yep it's mm -hmm. never because I think what's like great about when you're like a singer actor track it's like they know kind of like you just said they know if they want you the minute you walk in the room the minute you show them what you do because it's such as being like a, a singer actor you bring such a specific thing to the table yeah. in terms of the timbre of your voice, your energy. So like if you're their pick, they they will know pretty much right away. So mm -hmm. the whole dance of like going through your book and seeing all the different stuff, I found that only happens when they don't know where to place you within the show. That's mm -hmm. fair. You know that what makes I mean? sense. And that's a totally just thing to say. Absolutely. Sometimes it triggers my fight or flight. <laughs> like, send it, well, it, like, it sends me yeah. back to college when, like, when, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I've just had too many experiences where, like, they just want to know if you're, like, prepared enough because you care. Mm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yes. that And that's maybe what I mean by, like, the inaccessibility yeah. of it or, like, just playing by the rules. I'm like, 
I'm not trying to get an A in this musical. That's kind of how I have to go into it because I can't show them the rest of that. Right. If they were to ask me, I seriously would just be like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have something like that, um, but I have this. And like, that's all I have to offer. So when I'm in there, it's just like, if they're going to ask me more, I have to be honest. And totally. what I'm bringing is what they're going to get. And I can't, I can't fake it. That's so, all I got in the book. <laughs> so can I hear about your audition process for Hamilton then? Yeah, I mean, the voice part of it was relatively straightforward. I would say I had a, sh a, a short audition process compared to what I've heard mm -hmm. other people's processes are like. I went in for two dance calls. Mm -hmm. One that I didn't hear, uh, no. One that turned into a voice callback and I sang a pop rock song. It went how it went. <laughs> <laughs> like, it went well, but my plan was not to like belt the whole thing. I wanted to give it a little mix. Cause oh, it was, was a small, adrenaline. yeah, it was a small the room. Adrenaline. The, adre the belting adrenaline is oh real. Oh my it's gosh, I just like was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so loud and I was like all right you know whatever it, a couple months went by and then I auditioned again it was another dance call and then after that they were like come in and learn material from the show so they really didn't ask for a lot of oh, me God. from the book they were like come in do a work session and then I learned like three or four pieces from the show came back the next day did them and they were like okay cool uh see you in Florida <laughs> the timing just worked out for me in the in who I was replacing because I just think that we are so s similar yeah. in our dance capabilities and obviously in our like vocal you guys are the capabilities same. like I saw her in the show and I was just like oh yeah this totally yeah, makes this sense makes and sense. the timing was right she replaced justice oh that makes so, so I was like, this much is, sense this makes a lot of sense so the timing worked out well for me the other story I like to tell about the audition process for Hamilton was <laughs> that between the first audition and the second audition I saw the show for the first time so I like begged my mom. I was like, mom, 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 please. I have to see this show because I can't, I can't audition for it and not know or I'm not going to get it. Oh. So she gets us the tickets and we sit in like the very last row. And then because I worked at Aloe, I like see everything that they, you know, oh, know put out. And it's rich. <laughs> so I decide that I think it's a genius move to wear like a cream matching set. I wear like an oatmeal color, top to bottom, with Leduca lace-up black boots. And I was like, I, I don't know what these other girls are going to wear, but I'm going to wear the costume. <laughs> I'm going to wear as close to the costume as possible. And I show up, and I feel ridiculous. I'm like taking off my sweatpants. Everyone's in black or whatever else they were wearing. And I'm just like fully... She said cosplay. In the, the <laughs> costume. Like, I have a corset. <laughs> Would you like me to put it on? I'm like, I look like I'm bowing for the show already. The thing is, it went really well. Like, we were doing room, so obviously we get a little leg. And I was like, oh, they're going to see the costume, a leg. And they've already heard me sing. It's like, this is going to go well. I'm obsessed with you. And Trevor was in the audition. Oh, Trevor. So Trevor and Nicole, they're dance partners in the show. They joined the show at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I joined around. The, I actually joined, like, a week after you guys joined. Mm -hmm. But I, like... Knew it already. Half knew it, whatever. I was just, like, getting put in a different track, so I literally was like, bye, like, I have to go. To <laughs> I literally <laughs> showed, show. I, I showed up in Florida, and our dance captains were like, do you think you could do a full run-through with the turntable next week? And I was like, sure. <laughs> in a new oh track. My sure, sure, sure. God. And I remember, like, sitting in that, like, we would talk during the show. We would, like, sit and, like, go through music and stuff, and... 
Trevor was like, oh, the second Nicole came in the room, we all knew she was going to book it before she even started dancing because she was wearing the costume. The like, the boys costume. knew. They talked about it. And I was like, I knew it was either the dumbest thing or the in the world brilliant. or genius. And there's something about, like, I I am a very timid auditioner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, like, 75% of the time. I, like, I'm, very, I'm a very shy person. I never want to look... I never want to come off not likable in an audition setting. Totally. I, I never want to seem unprofessional. So, like, I am the girl that stands in the back corner and, like, waits until I'm called and, like, will, like, raise yeah. my hand if I have a question. But I'm, like, even, like, if I'm auditioning for someone that I've worked for before, I'm very timid mm-hmm. and very yeah. scared. I don't know why that is. No, I Do that. you think any of that comes from, like going to school for this because I feel like I come in with like an energy that's just like I don't know but I'm here and I have so much energy and I I I don't know I don't know I think it actually might come from being a competition dancer I think like we I was so like militant it is rigid it's like you wear your hair in the slick back bun you don't speak to the guest faculty like and I like you know and I I just want to make sure that I'm like we like I just I I don't want to offend anybody I don't want to do the wrong things I'm very timid and, like, I wish that I was more, I wish that I was less apologetic when I auditioned. Because, Absolutely. like, at the end of the day, it's an audition. Like, I know. Like, there's a fucking Taco Bell cantina downstairs. And, like, <laughs> right. I'm auditioning, half the time I'm auditioning with people that I'm best friends with. Like, I'm auditioning in a room full of right. my friends. Like, what, what is the deal? And, like, you know, like, I think it's so cool that you were like, I'm going to wear the fucking costume. Yeah. Because you're making it easier for casting to envision you in that show. Yeah. I also think there's this, like, weird complex about, like, not showing you care too much. Mm, Like, that was absolutely a thing in theater school, I will say. (sighs) It was, like, almost cool to show up and not really know your your music. Hmm. Or, like, you know... To wing it. to, To wing it. To be really tired for class... It's cool to want it. Of yeah. course you want to be in Hamilton. Yeah. Of yeah. course you're going to give yourself the, the, the best chance possible. Like, why wouldn't you wear something that looks like the costume? Honestly. That's, that's smart. Bold choices have helped me. T- the two, like, biggest times that I got something out of a, an audition, a bold choice was what made it work. Like, the first one when I signed with my agent, it was an open call for, for um, commercial. So it was a hip-hop open call 500 people are there for clear talent group like it was Holy huge it, th- there were so many people there mm-hmm. and i decide that in the first round for the hip-hop i'm gonna wear a heel so i'm in a room of like 60 people yes. guys girls every girl's in a sneaker every guy's obviously in a sneaker the teacher is a male teacher so he's not planning to teach us a sexy heels combo like he's right. gonna teach whatever he's gonna teach and now i've already left my sneakers outside <laughs> And I, ha- I have stilettos on. I'm the only person in the entire room wearing stilettos. It's and it's not, it's not an easy combo, but I'm like, at least I'm learning it in the heel. Absolutely. If I'm learning it in the heel, this is my only option, I'm going to do it in the heel. And it's so smart. It worked. So I did, the, I did the combo. I, like, spaced myself out so that, you know how, it, you know, you switch lines. Yep. And the first round, you don't get freestyle. Second round, you get freestyle. Yes. I knew that I was going to be in the center so I was like, let me plan this out so that the first round I'm in the back, and then when we switch yes. for the freestyle, I'm in the front and the center oh in a stiletto. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> I literally planned it all out. I was like, I have to be here. So 
I did my favorite little trick. I did a, a double turn and dropped into a split, and I literally hear the room go like, oh, my God, because I'm in a stiletto. The second round, when we all go do the same combination again, 90% of the girls have heels on. Oh, and I was like, you see, but I learned it in a heel. Yeah, it's, you're, it actually, it makes a difference what you learn something in. Mm-hmm. I like, if you learn so, something in a sneaker, or so if you fun. learn something in a heel and then put a sneaker on, you don't, it doesn't feel the mm. same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Honestly, it's the same with singing. As weird as that sounds, mm. you need to practice whatever you're doing. Like, if you're in a concert, you need to practice it in the shoes that you're doing. Oh, in the yeah. shoes? Oh, absolutely. Stand, standing, it especially changes. once you're, the adrenaline, like, it changes literally everything really oh i've done concerts where i stupidly go to sound check and i wear like like rain boots or something and then i'm you know putting on a stiletto for the for the song and i'm standing up there like wobbling like crazy mm-hmm. it's like it, it yeah like no core they, exactly has to work differently and and then you know some songs even in a cabaret setting you have some blocking so you're walking across to the piano you're you're whatever you're doing and it changes whether you're sitting on a stool and you get up to walk or you're standing with a hel- handheld mic, whatever. And it really does change it. Interesting. Like, no, you're, that's, that's so brilliant. And it just shows you're unapologetically yeah. just doing your shit. When you're auditioning for something, your personality is included in the audition. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for you to walk in and be like, I'm going to wear this heel. That's the most Nicole DeRue thing I've ever <laughs> like, heard. Take it or leave it. That, that, is, that is what you bring to the table, and, like, that's who you are as a person. And, like, you know, like, you you joined Hamilton. And, like, Nicole backstage has a reputation for being the loudest person backstage. And it's because, like, we just have fun. Like, Kristen, Nicole, and I make up songs during the quietest moments of the show, and we don't mean to harm anybody, but, you know. But, like, of course. If I get told... If I get told to be quiet, I'll, I'll you be, quiet. be quiet. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. something's annoying, I'll move. We are the loudest people backstage, though. Like it's like us and Demarius. Worse and, like, in the hallways. Yes. Yeah. Like still pretty bad. Yeah, but like you I know, miss being loud. Though. When you're when you're auditioning for something, you have to show them your personality because that's what they're getting, especially like in a tour or like in like a long running yes. production. Like you're going to be spending your time with people, and like a lot of creatives and casting directors are looking for personalities that mesh together they'll cast someone for their personality before they cast someone for their talent so like like, you come across as like hard to work with or stubborn or nasty like that's not that's not good yeah and like honestly like when i think back to like auditioning for colleges oh my god and like wearing everyone had the same pair of ladukas we all had the same jewel tone dress from like j crew yes we all had our hair done the same way we all had the same 16 bar cuts like I look back and I wonder why I didn't get into a lot of programs. Mm-hmm. And it's because I was trying to be something instead of being like, hi, I'm Sam. I am a hip hop dancer who sings hi. Instead, I walked in and was like, I have this song that I found that's a contemporary musical theater song that I can't really sing. And then I was like trying to look like a technical dancer in the dance call. And like, I look back and I'm like, well, of course I didn't get in. Like, I was being something that wasn't me. And, like, I think, like, you know, it, when when you're auditioning for shows post-grad, obviously, like, if you go in and you don't get the job, you don't get the job. But if you go in and, like, who you are is a perfect fit for the job, you get the job. And then you're happy. They're happy. You're not constantly trying to fit a mold every day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, you going in and being like, I don't have 
this, but we'll do it. Like, that's the, that's so you, and that's why everyone loves you in Hamilton, is because, like, that's who you are. It's honestly funny. <laughs> I was auditioning for Cats before <laughs> Hamilton, yes. and Andy was there, and I'm trying to sing songs from Cats. Well, <laughs> you know, so I, I was, I first sang a, a <laughs> contemporary musical theater song, and they were like, do you have anything else? And I said, no, I don't. No, I don't, but I can sing that same one again. I said that. I was like, I can sing that one again. And then they're can, like, oh. and then they're asking me if I want to, you know, what I would like to sing from the show. And they were like, okay, alto or soprano. And I said, soprano? I said, soprano. I was not prepared. It was like, I don't know what song it was, but it went so high. And Andy Blankenbuehler says, bold choice. <laughs> he said, bold choice. Go ahead. I didn't book cats, but I'm pretty sure he was the one who brought me back for Hamilton somehow. No, I, I love that. I mean, I love, I think the title of this episode needs to be We Love a Bold Choice. That's, <laughs> That's what I think We love a bold choice. That's I, what I do. I, I go think, into these places with no idea what I'm doing and I give a bold choice. But what, I, I love that and I don't feel like we give ourselves the permission to do that as much as we should. Especially as women. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I was going to say with, um, with you know, like, feeling like you have to be a, a certain type of way in the audition room, Ooh. like, feeling like you can't take up space, or, like, feeling like you have to apologize constantly, yep. and, like, dimming your light. My professors would always say that in, in college, like, Mia, don't, don't, like, put a lampshade over yourself for the benefit of others. That's not actually doing anything. It's just harming you. We're very conditioned to do that. Yeah, like, for, oh, for sure. And I'm sure so many things play into that, like, not just in the theater world, yeah. you know, but I, I really don't think that we let ourselves um, just make a bold choice, you know? I also don't believe that you don't know what you're doing. Like, I, I think, like, in that in that setting, you might, like, not be sure, but, like, <laughs> true. you know, like, you, you are so smart. You, you actually know exactly who you are, and, like, yeah you are so grounded in yourself that you're like, I'm not going to try to be anything else. So, like, if this isn't a fit, it's not a fit. But, like... That's true. Yeah, that's, but, like... That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really great. Like, you know, I, I like... It takes a certain amount of self-work to get to that place. And, like, that's so cool. I don't know if, like, you know, like, you, you did that normal college experience. You were mm -hmm. in a sorority. You like, got that degree, you got a job, and, like, I, you're just, like, kind of grounded and rooted in who you are, because, like, you're gonna be fine either right. way. Yeah. Like, if you were, like, I'm gonna go pursue dance. If it doesn't work out, I'm gonna go back and work at the Empire State Building. Like, <laughs> it very is much just, like, I just throw it out and see what sticks. I'm just, like, you know what, let's pursue dance, let's pursue it, and, like, throw my body at whatever I can, and if it doesn't stick, we'll, we'll stick, stick it out for however long, and, and I tried. But it right. stuck and it worked really quickly, surprisingly. But that's why over the summer I was doing some, like, talks with kids about auditions and Hamilton and life. And I'm like, I don't look like the rest of the people on this panel. Like, everybody else, they, they've been doing Broadway shows. They've been doing sh tours. They've been yeah. through school for music. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I just don't have that background. But I know that there's probably some kids in here who aren't going to go to theater school. They're going to, totally. they're going to do something else or maybe they want to I don't know they are a dancer first and they're not a singer first and they don't know what to do and people need to see different ways to go about the same business for sure and I think that that's interesting like on our tour everyone gets there at a different time at a different way and it's yeah, just that's 
So I think it's all the useful information. Yeah, I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. I get I get there at half hour, like throw on eyeshadow, eyeliner, mascara, wow. lipstick, and like drop in a split. I'm like, I'm good. Meanwhile, Nicole's like, been, been there for an hour, <laughs> and I'm I'm like rolling up. I'm like, it, it takes me. I've I've clocked out. It takes me like five minutes. Put pin curls in. I'm literally so mad at you for that. I. I, I <laughs> Oh my god! It takes me forty minutes to do my pin curls. Oh, I like to do I like to do minimal makeup uh, oh every day. Like I'll literally be like, and I'm sorry, Dondi, I love you. I'll literally <laughs> be like, what can I get away with? I know that all we have to do is wear like red lipstick, so I'll like eyebrow gel, concealer, blush, and mascara, and I'm like Gucci, let's go. I know Sam is having a crazy day <laughs> when she decides to put on winged liner. Like I don't even know she has it on until. Farmer refuted, and we get on stage, and I look at her face, and I'm like, oh, oh she is no. feeling She's a little it. crazy today. <laughs> Nicole will literally be like, are you on the verge of a breakdown? <laughs> and, and I'll literally, like, my eyes are twitching. Like, like, one tear is streaming down out of the <laughs> eyeliner's eye, and I'm just like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. She does know. <laughs> like, if I, if I get to the theater early, and I put on a full face of makeup, Nicole's like, do we need to talk about something? Like... <laughs> Are you okay? And usually I'm like, and usually I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, I feel that when we did Elf, Jovi doesn't enter for like 25 minutes. I mean, I mean, 25. Liter- so you're literally, literally, like, yeah, she does. She doesn't enter until you know they're in New York. He's in Macy's, so the whole beginning of the show is like him being an Elf at the North Pole, and then like you know traveling. You're backstage, to, like letting your Starbucks digest. So I oh. Absolutely, I'm the last person to get my wig on, and so I'm just like, I look like a little Christmas bean because oh. you know I have these like green and <laughs> red stripes. You're like wig cap on, like full costume, like makeup, and you're just like, yes, I'm literally like, I'm a bean, I'm a bean, and like, oh, I actually we were talking about Doc Martens the other day because I didn't grow up wearing like anything like Doc Martens leather jackets. It's like not really very common in Texas for some reason because it doesn't get very Makes cold, sense. you know. But in that show, I had Doc. Ooh. I had like maroon Doc Martens. I had those in high school. Yes, those were the ones that I had. I had, I had maroon too. I think what's so cool about you is that you, you do like you are grounded in so many things. Like I feel like if Nicole was a tree, like <laughs> it's like Nicole, and then like there, but there, but like just to paint a picture, I've had a, I've had a drink. I've had a drink. <laughs> but like there's like there's like the the theater route, which is like very much a thing that you are on now. That's its own route, you're saying. You, yeah, you, a route <gasps> route. Yeah, you've oh, got your route. These are the roots. roots. They're right, all titled so different there's things. Theater, there's commercial dance, there's business, there's like fashion. fashion. There and like I think it's cool that you are so like art has clearly always been like a very big part of your life while studying things that are very academic and like Mm, I would be like remiss to not connect it to your mom because yeah. your mom and I'm talking about your mom like she's my mom but like I, I think heard, she's the coolest. She visits all the time. Yeah, she's always. My she's, parents visit the tour once a month essentially, oh my God. and like loves meeting everybody. Loves so love hanging everyone, out. My mom's everyone's mom. What's but her she, name? Nancy. Oh, sweet. Nancy is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor Nancy Prendergast and a full, like celebrated artist, like. Who like who like actively practices her craft while, you know, have like while like pursuing a career that is like a male dominant field that like you know right. is like unreachable for many people. I think that that's so cool and like it 
absolutely, I think, connects to how you carry yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'll just, she's probably going to listen to this, yeah. so I'll just give her a little rundown. But, like, my mom's an, an immigrant from Jamaica, so she grew up in Jamaica. Um, my grandmother is a, was a fashion designer. She had her own dress shop. She was a business owner, fashion designer. Cool. Um, my mom, you know, came here for school. She went to Brown. She took classes at RISD for art. So, yeah. Um, she's a pianist and a radiologist and it's just really crazy. <laughs> like that's, that's the oh female role model that I grew up with. Sure. And then my grandmother too, but my mom is just like this multifaceted incredible artist and person and I'm just like if there's time for her to be all of that like there's time for me to be yeah all of what I am and the two of us feel this all the time like we both feel like a jack-of-all-trades master of none just because like when you spread your interests wide like that it just sometimes feels like you don't actually know enough about anything yeah but when you focus your interests you you have a depth of knowledge that you know other people know about but the two of us really just like want to know everything about everything. I mean, she loves traveling. She made it important to us as kids to like, like my parents never traveled alone. They always took us with them. So even if they were like oh, going cool. to Paris and I was two, they were like, okay, she's coming. We're going to deal with a toddler wow. around the world, but that's what they did. So they were like, you know, culture, traveling, language, art is all really essential. So Maybe you speak French. I do. <gasps> I work on it. I'm not going to speak any French. But, like, Nicole, like, was actively <laughs> attempting like little, to like, read a French right. book start to finish backstage during Hamilton. Like, I'd be, like, on Instagram. And Nicole's, like, wow. like reading the book. And I'm, like, <laughs> That's a really cool thing to, like, be curious about everything. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I wish I was more like that. My brother-in-law is very much like that. Like, wants to know about so many different facets of life mm-hmm. and like is is just curious i think is the best word for it it's i have a sister love um it's older me she's older so okay. i have a sister it's me my mom my grandma and then my dad so men are outruled yes, in this house. Like, <laughs> yes. there's no way you can deal with three generations of virgos my grandmother my mom and me oh. and like not be run over yeah, with you guys our are passions both. you guys <laughs> so, are both virgos funny. yeah virgos yes. and cancers are Yes. And my boyfriend's a Virgo. Oh! Two yeah, Virgos. Is. That's cool. Yeah. It is cool because I feel like Cancers and Virgos, I feel we're, we're very specific people. Mm-hmm. We're like, they're like, I don't always believe in astrology. Sometimes mm-hmm. you meet someone and you're like, oh, you're this sign. Okay. Like, I know. When I meet a Cancer, I know that they're a Cancer. When I meet a Scorpio, I know that they're a Scorpio. My mm-hmm. mom's a Pisces, so I do know a lot about Pisces. But like, Virgos and Cancers and Scorpios are like the three for me that I'm like, mm-hmm. You're a Virgo, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. So I feel yeah. the same way about cancers, too. Yeah. And there are many different types of cancers, because my sister is also a cancer, but oh, she's like... that's wild. Sisters. Yeah. Yes. Cancers, yes. Older Virgos. sister, too. Mm-hmm. We both have so many emotions, but we process them in different ways. That's okay. Why. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah, interesting. But you both process them. Yes. She's a very emotional person. I we, um, yeah, <laughs> we just work on that. We, we must try... I band-aid it. I'm like, it's fine. And you then, know like, what? A year later, I'm crying in the bathroom. Honestly, <laughs> therapy is helping. Yes. It helps. You both started therapy over the pandemic. We I did. did. We did. Yes. Fierce. Yes. 
I stopped it. I'll start soon. It sucks. It sucks sometimes. You have to do what you gotta do. I had a, sh- I had a shitty therapy appointment the other week that I told you about, and, like, it was my first one. Like, it was my first time where I came out of therapy and I felt worse than I did beforehand. And, but, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. We talked a lot about it the next day. Because yeah. it just, like, illuminated some things within myself, like, why, why did that bother you? Why did you react that way? You know. I think it's funny, like, I... There's a stigma, there's a lot of stigmas to be broken down around mental health and therapy. Yeah. Therapy is not meant to fix a person. And, like, we, that is a stigma that is brought out. Because in people being like, normalize therapy, go to therapy, it'll make you a better person. It will, but it's not going to fix you. Right. So you're not always going to go in feeling horrible and come out feeling polished. Like, right. sometimes you're going to mm-hmm. go in feeling polished and come out feeling horrible. You might go in feeling horrible and come out feeling horrible. It's like... <laughs> It's all part of the human experience, which is fascinating. Right. But at least you process your emotions, because we don't. <laughs> the first time we lived together, when both of us were out of the show we both for different injured. reasons, and we were both just like, do you want to like eat loads of cheese and drink yes. wine and watch Game of Thrones? And we were both just like, yeah. Oh, so we looked at fun. each other like four hours later, like three bottles of wine later. We like looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> this is good. This is good. So if you want like a clear definition between how cancers <laughs> yeah, deal Virgo. with their emotions and how Virgos deal with their emotions, like that's as clear as it gets. Like a cancer, they're gonna oh, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna take it in, they're gonna think about it, yeah. they're gonna process it. Virgos are probably gonna guzzle wine. I don't like crying in front of people, that really embarrasses me. Like I, because I don't want them to think I'm such an emotional cancer. Okay. It like always yeah. comes down to that. You've seen that happen to me. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to cry in front of you. I just like, but I will fucking cry when I get home. Like well, even when you're crying, you're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm like, like oh, we actually no, super. you're not fine, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that's why we are great friends. Why yeah. we are great friends, and why we're great friends, and why you two get along so easy is yeah. because, like, I do think amidst dealing with things differently, we both. We all have a lot of feelings and totally. like, like we, we're best friends because we handle things so differently. We talk about that all the time. Yeah. We're like, you know, whether it's like playing devil's advocate in a situation, bringing up a side that you don't think about, like having someone who as a human in the human experience, like we all feel a lot of things. We just shoot, like we like forego them differently totally. and like we are very similar but also, we are still different. Mm-hmm. We are very similar and also very different. Like, yeah. it makes for a good matchup. Yeah. I want us to hang out with Maggie because then I want to have, like, oh, Maggie and then Maggie. you. Because Maggie's a Taurus. Yeah, Maggie's a Taurus. Oh. Mm-hmm. And she's my bestie. And she's like, she. It, it, we always joked, um, oh, she, we worked at the same job. Uh, that's really funny. Y'all worked at mm. the same job and oh. we worked at the same job. Um, <laughs> but she was, like, in charge of a lot of things and people who didn't know her were very intimidated by her because like she was just had her shit together all the time and like no bullshit but then I know her outside of work too and she's like my my mags like you know but so yeah it's she's the best she's like I didn't think about the fact that you guys work together and we also work together oh yeah that's so wild I saw her (laughs) and I saw her every day it was one of those things I mean I didn't live with her but like I saw her every single day I answered to her Mm -hmm. at work which is also a very interesting dynamic to have like within a best friendship you know also like just like generally I mean like it's it's funny that like you know like you answer to her she's a girl boss Mm -hmm. and like people were like she's intimidating like 
being a woman in a position of power, Maggie does have her shit together, but I'm sure even if she didn't, I don't know that people's, she's intimidating. I don't know if that, that take on her would be different because when women are in positions of power, everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) And it's like, why? Why? Which is what you were kind of talking about earlier. Like, I mean, like, it's just, it's fascinating when you put a woman in a position of power, regardless of who they are or how they handle things. Right, a man would be seen as professional, a woman seen as, like, intimidating or intense. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. I love working for women, especially women who are very fierce and know know what they need and work amongst men and, like, demand things of them. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I love that. Good for them. The associate choreographer of Hamilton, um, her name's Stephanie Clemens, and she is a fierce, fierce woman. I mean, like, she, she's a mother. She's currently pregnant with her second child. Um, she is so awesome. And, like, being in, building the Chicago company was to see, like, Stephanie in action. And, like, Stephanie was the... She's the associate choreographer. She was the original dance captain. She was a swing. She created half the movement with Andy. Oh, my God. Um, so, like, she knows everything there is to know about Hamilton. And she's, you know, in a room of, like, very powerful, very lovely, but very powerful men. And Stephanie is, like, leading the ship. And, like, it, it's, it was so cool to, like, see her in action because, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it, I think that, like, seeing women lead a room and, like, have that authority and, like, not apologize for it is really... Well, it's, like, representation. I mean, like, I, I, I think it... You have to see it being done to then really know that it's possible for you. So, like, you have mm-hmm. to see women leading the charge in that way to, to be like, oh, okay, so, yeah, there's a place for me there. Because mm-hmm. if you're not seeing anybody do it who looks like you, who is like you... Yeah. Feel like you don't have a place when it came to the video we did wide awake for that um hamilton black history month like open mic night so that was like a collaboration between a whole bunch of people but that was like the first time that you've really seen me take control and creative like nicole did the whole thing yeah like she, the what i didn't know that she like we all we all did different choreography and mm-hmm. stuff and, and at first it was like this will be fully collaborative but then like just because of life and like i got really busy people got really busy nicole like i mean like i remember opening a dropbox folder and nicole had like the camera's gonna be shooting at this angle and so this is what the choreo is gonna look like everyone's gonna like i mean like, like dance you, captaining it, yeah basically. i had like timelines set out and i was like okay pina you have the time from 30 seconds to 50 seconds and then you have a we'll do a transition oh and then you have this time from this time and try and give it like this kind of vibe and i think i want this visual in the back but like dre was the one who made the music so it was like a collaborative effort between the two of us we were just like okay like he gave me the blueprint and i took it and just told them I was just and he was like that was cool to just see you taking charge and like demanding all of this of these people and it turned out incredibly absolutely so that was like the first time that that you saw me kind of like be a creative leader which is cool which is cool because like I don't know I don't know if it's a me thing I feel like it's an everyone thing and I feel like it's especially a woman thing (laughs) or like female identifying I I have a really hard time with people telling me what to do even if I know that they're in the position to tell me what to do, I just, like, I'm sensitive, and I, 
I'm scared of coming off the wrong way. I like I I, oh, I take, yeah, you don't like telling other people what to both. do. Both. Yeah. I don't oh, like being it, told what to do, and I don't like telling people what to do. I t- yeah. I I'm yeah. a sheep. I said this to you a couple days ago. I was like, yeah. I'm a little sheepish, like in a work setting, in a personal setting, not at all. But no. in a work setting, I am very like, um, and like working with you in a in an environment where like we are getting notes every week we are doing music rehearsals every week right we're constantly being reminded of things that we think we know that we like just kind of like that just Mm -hmm. kind of grays out yeah like i know you in that setting you're my coworker, and then like getting to see you like be in charge i was like ah i don't (laughs) i don't see enough people doing this i don't i like you know and like but also like the fact that like and again this goes back to like why i think you're the coolest is like you are so grounded in who you are, what you know, and, like, what you bring that, like, you know, Nicole was the creative force behind the whole video, and she gave sections to everyone and literally was like, I trust you. Choreograph whatever you want. Like, she said to me, she was like, can you do, like, a flat-out hip-hop section? And, like, gave it to me and, like, didn't ask to, like, see the choreo. She totally trusted me. Was like upload a video of it, like so people can learn it on a Dropbox and like they'll learn it, and that's it. Yeah, I just learned it. Well, and that <laughs> I and didn't even like ask her. I was just like, right. okay, here we are, and I'm like, well, and that's it. that's Nicole knowing me, but like there were people in the piece that you didn't know at all. No. And she was like, oh, like Ray, who like I love, but like you hadn't met him yet, right? I've never met him, but I've seen him on social media, and I've seen him like do little TikTok dances, and I'm yeah. like, yeah. he looks like he could choreograph yeah, totally. something. So I gave There's it to him. something though to like. You had the creative vision for the whole thing, but then also being confident enough in yourself, your mm-hmm. vision, and the people around you to be like, yeah, just, like, make it up. It'll be great. Right. Like, how <laughs> and, cool is that? And knowing, like, and knowing what you bring to the table and, and, and doing that, I, I think that's where it gets messy because people try to do, like, too many things, even if they, even if they aren't, like, you know, so solid in that other thing. They just kind of want to be in charge of everything, and it's like, no, 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 whole point of a collaboration is for everyone to do a little bit of it, you yeah. know? And, like, you had a solid hold on what you were doing, and then you knew the other people would only be involved in it because they bring something else to the table as well. Yeah, I was strong at delegating. But the interesting thing was that Lencia, who who kind of, like, recruited all of us to do this and was the one who spearheaded the whole project, she was just like, Nicole, can you choreograph? And I was like, you've never ever seen me choreograph anything she's never like seen me in that way I don't even know her that well personally like we've met a couple times we we have a lot of mutual friends obviously we work for the same show in different companies but I didn't I didn't know her that well she didn't know me as a choreographer she knew me as a dancer so I was even shocked that she knew to even ask me and I was like well (laughs) I can't do it alone but I can do it with I can do it with some help so that was the goal that's yeah, so sick. It, it was also cool because then, like, you know, like, I remember you were like, because I was, I was hesitant to contribute to the, like, creative aspect of it because this was a piece for Black History Month. And I was like, yes. it's not my job to take away a voice or a section from somebody else who, like, should be amplified right now. And, like, that's something that I go, I go to Nicole with a lot, like, mm-hmm. before I either, like, formulate opinions on things or, like, because I really do respect you in, in, like, the whole sense that I'm like, are we sure that this is okay? And you were right. like, yes, you are the best person in my mind to choreograph this section. And then, like, we had a meeting and there was, like, a, like talk of, like, an Afrobeat section. And Nicole's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have to get Keontae here. Yeah, I pulled her in because I was like, this girl yes. is... Is, she loves it. She's obsessed with dance hall and 
and she would African be the music. Best choreo. Yeah, I was just like, she first of all has to be involved. Right. Second of all, probably has to choreograph this. She's and Crystal too. Her and yes. Crystal worked together on that section and the two of them killed it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It was, it's just it's so cool cuz I oftentimes I do feel like sometimes when women are in charge, they have to be protective of their stuff. Mm. They have to be protective or they have to be a little too mean in order to be taken seriously. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I'd rather be an asshole and have people respect me than not be respected at all. And it was really cool to see someone that I knew as a friend and cherish, like, take creative charge, but also be like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, like, it sounds like you walk that tightrope very well, because it's a hard one to walk. Like, I even remember in, in middle school, you know, when you'd be doing a group project, and, like, mm. if it's, you know, it's probably going to be co-ed, and, like, you set the tone immediately. If you're, like, a little too nice, the boys will walk all over you, or, like, anyone else will walk all over you, and then if you're too mean, you almost, like, get made fun of, and no one listens to you. It's just, like, it's hard to walk, it's hard to walk that line. Well, it's also, like, a co-ed situation, but then also sometimes it's women and women. Oh, sometimes yeah. it's and we, we talk about this all the time the, women that feel like they have to be pitted against each other when at the end of the day like that's not the nobody actually wants that it's right. a defense mechanism right. that gets put up like when someone feels like they have to be an asshole in order right. to be respected that's that pits people against you and it's like well right. no, no no we all have to work together yeah it's the competitive feminism that I think we talked about that on our first episode mm-hmm. like there's I think feminism should only be about uplifting everybody mm-hmm. i mean like not just other women but like we're not anti-men like it's literally no, just about putting everyone on the same plane we're actually all pro men yeah <laughs> yeah 100%. we love i love, love I, lo- I love the men we love yeah. men a little too much be nicer to us <laughs> <laughs> all right um signing off on this episode hell yeah all right we love you what love do you, you what do you do what do you say oh what do you want to do do you want to do something to sign off do I, I don't know, do I tell them where to find me? Yes. You guys can oh, find no. me <laughs> yes. on Instagram at, at Nicole Drew, N-I-C-O-L-E-D-E-R-O-U-X. Um, Smooth. That's, oh. that's all I got. I'm not a TikTok girl, but I'm an Insta girl. You can find me on Insta. I have a question. Yeah. Nicole and I's communication with each other is to yell sing at each other. Mm. We, we like, we make songs up backstage. Could I get, <laughs> could I get like an eight bar cut of like maybe your favorite song that you have um if it's a song that we sang together there's oh man i wish i was tan shout out kristen hoagland there's there's um what is it how do you write Mm -hmm. should we do that one i feel like i feel like oh man oh man and just and we're just gonna send some love to kristen yeah yeah. hi kristen we love you okay you start and then i'm gonna join in okay it goes a little something like this we go Oh man, I wish I was tan. I wish being warm was the norm. And we take it up. Oh man, I wish I was tan. It can keep going, and it has gone. I up would like to let you know that we do this backstage. So yeah, that's how we like to sign off. We're gonna leave it right there. I wish being warm was the norm. <laughs> Illy XOXO, <laughs> bye rooftop! <laughs>